Good morning, good evening, good afternoon, whenever it is that you are catching this episode. I am super excited to be with you today, Robert Bolden, Life Transformed, and this is Coffee and Christ, my weekly chat with you as I take you into my world of my daily devotional. This is a big part of my life, you guys, and I could not imagine life without it. I truly recommend, if you're not doing this, carve out some time, start small, just start with a verse of a day. It'll take you two or three minutes. But get in that habit every day of starting your day this way, and you will be amazed at the uh, transformation that will occur in your life. All right, let's jump right in this morning. Verse of the day, God has given each of you a gift from his great variety of spiritual gifts. Use them well to serve one another. <clears throat> you know, this is, uh, this is literally the backbone of uh, my business right now is to attract people. And, and if, if, they, if they become part of our team, Life Transform, where we're going to create love spaces and places all over the world, they get to use their God-given gifts as part of a bigger community of people that are for each other, don't judge each other, and are in harmony with one another. How cool is that? <clears throat> yeah, so that is, you know, it, it really simplifies life. I can, you know, truly, and if I'm speaking to you and you're, Maybe you're in a corporate job and you listen to this late at night or way early in the morning. You know, think into your gifts. If you're not using those God-given gifts to serve others, you know, and, and that is a great majority of what you do. It's, it's a big proportion of your day then I would say check yourself because the real peace and joy and love and fulfillment comes when you're utilizing those God-given gifts. Mm, Coffee's good this morning. All right, let's get into the devotional. It's it's on transition, so disorientation. Questions. Lord, I put my questions to one side and choose to listen to the questions you are asking me. I like that. Put my questions to one side and choose to listen to the... That is really good. It kind of flips everything on its nose, doesn't it? I just love that. Matter of fact, I am going to copy... And share that because it is so good <clears throat> you know this is what I do something that that hits me like this and I'm like oh man this will be beneficial for so many people including you know not just me but so many others um, I love it I love it I love it I love it See how I can do this. I'm not the best at um, posting things. 
Um, okay. Sorry about that, you guys. Anyway, this is so powerful that I am going to post it. And let's get that done really quick. I know this is not good podcasting, but it's like this is the way it works. This is the real deal here, you guys. Okay, so let's go here. You know what I'm going to do? I'm just going to save it somewhere else. And then I'll worry about posting it later. I'm so sorry. I feel like silly here. But anyway, um, you know, that is really profound. Because it just flips everything on its ear. Gradually, during the phase of disorientation, we notice a change in the questions we are asking. This awareness can be helped by journaling, a prayerful written reflection on daily life. Something that I do every, every day. I, you know, most, most days. I'm supposed to be doing it at the end of the day. With this move, like I was up till 1 in the morning putting together a writing desk. So I didn't do it last night, so I did it first thing this morning. But it is powerful to reflect. <clears throat> Our focus shifts from arrival at a destination to how we journey. From achievement to purpose, from status to identity. Our stance, like Job's, changes from seeking answers to one of listening to God's questions. Our lives are not problems to be solved, but journeys to be taken with Jesus, our friend and finest guide. Oh, this is, there's another good one. Oh my goodness, isn't that amazing? I'm going to do better this time. I'm just going to put that in the same place that I put the other one so you guys won't be burdened listening to me fumble around. But listen to that. Oh, our lives are, pro- are not problems to be solved, but journeys to be taken with Jesus, our friend and finest guide. Beautiful. Doesn't that change the whole complexion of the way you look at life? It does for me. And if 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 this is resonating with you, then um, I, I am just compelled to say, get in touch with me. We need to get you in the community, in this community of people. If that is resonating with you at all, because it's super, super resonating with me right now. Okay, let's see what's next for us. I can't wait here, right? You said, listen and I will speak. I have some questions for you and you must answer them. I'd only heard about you before, but now I have seen you with my own eyes. That's from Job. This is so good. And I love... the way I love not having questions for God but wanting 
to answer the questions God has for me. Woo, that's big. Oh, that's so big. All right, you guys. I am just blown away by that. It was so good. Um, and it really does turn how I approach life. And you know, it lifts a little bit of a burden, I think, for me. See if this resonates with you, too. Uh, you know, you can, it can, I can easily get into that mindset is I've got to grow this business. I've got to do this. I've got to do that. But if I flip it and just say, hey, God, what would you have me do? I know it's all going to come together in your timing anyway. So what would you have me do? How would you have me serve you today? I've got my dreams of love, spaces, and places. I'm going to continue on that vision journey. I think it's broad enough to encompass everything God would want to do. But it's really cool to... Think of it in those terms. Um, yeah, so I think that in my own little panda planner here, I'm going to make a little note. Questions. Yeah, that is so powerful. See, this is what happens. You get one little thing like this and it can transform your life right by just picking picking this stuff up and and engaging with it one thing can give you give me a totally different look at life powerful all right you guys let's go to the actual bible you know my friend stephanie and i were working our way through the old testament and I am in Samuel now. So let's go to 2 Samuel. Hannah's prayer. Then Hannah prayed and said, My heart rejoices in the Lord. In the Lord my horn is lifted high. My mouth boasts over my enemies, for I delight in your deliverance. There is no one holy like the Lord. There is no one besides you. There is no rock like our God. Do not keep talking so proudly or let your mouth speak such arrogance. For the Lord is a God who knows, and by him deeds are weighed. The bows of the warriors are broken, but those who stumbled are armed with strength. Those who were full hire themselves out for food. But those who were hungry are hungry no more. She who was barren was born seven children, but she who has had many sons pines away. <coughs> the Lord brings death and makes alive. He brings down to the grave and raises up. The Lord sends poverty and wealth. He humbles and he exalts. He raises the poor from the dust and lifts the needy from the ash heap. He seats them with princes and has them inherit a throne of honor. For the foundations of the earth are the Lord's. On them he has set the world. He will guard the feet of his faithful servants, but the wicked will be si silenced in the place of darkness. It is not my strength that one prevails. Those who oppose the Lord will be broken. The Most High will thunder from heavens. The Lord will judge the ends of the earth. He will give strength in his king. 
and exalt the horn of his anointed. Then Elkanah went home to Ramah, but the boy ministered before the Lord under Eli the priest. Eli's sons were scoundrels. They had no regard for the Lord. Now, it was the practice of the priest that whenever any of the people offered a sacrifice, the priest's servant would come with the three-pronged fork in his hand while the meat was being boiled and would plunge the fork into the pan or kettle or cauldron or pot. Whatever the fork brought up, the priest would take for himself. This is how they treated all the Israelites who came to Shiloh. But even before the fat was burned, the priest's servant would come and say to the person who was sacrificing, Give the priest some meat to roast. He won't accept boiled meat from you, but only raw. If the person said to him, Let the fat be burned first, and then take whatever you want, the servant would answer, No, hand it over now. If you don't, I'll take it by force. This sin in the young men was very great in the Lord's sight, for, the, for they were treating the Lord's offering with contempt. But Samuel was ministering before the Lord, a boy wearing a linen ephod. Each year his mother made him a little robe and took it to him when he went up with her husband to offer the annual sacrifice. Eli would bless Elkanah and his wife, saying, May the Lord give you children by this woman to take the place of the one she prayed for and gave to the Lord. Then they would go home. And the Lord was gracious to Hannah. She gave birth to three sons and two daughters. Meanwhile, the boy Samuel grew up in the presence of the Lord. Yeah, Hannah couldn't conceive um, and then, you know, through prayer and everything, she was able to. So she dedicated that first son, Samuel, to the Lord. Um, Okay. Now, Eli, who was very old, heard about everything his sons were doing to all Israel and how they slept with the women who served at the entrance to the tent of meeting. So he said to them, Why do you do such things? I hear from all the people about these wicked deeds of yours. No, my sons, the report I hear spreading among the Lord's people is not good. If one person sins against another, God may mediate for the offender. But if anyone sins against the Lord, who will intercede for them? His sons, however, did not listen to their father's rebuke, for it was the Lord's will to put them to death. And the boy Samuel continued to grow in stature and in favor with the Lord and with people. Now a man of God came to Eli and said to him, This is what the Lord says, Did I not clearly reveal myself to your ancestors' family when they were in Egypt under Pharaoh? I chose your ancestor out of all the tribes of Israel to be my priest, to go up to my altar to burn incense and to wear an ephod in my presence. I also gave your ancestors' family all the food offerings presented by the Israelites. Why do you scorn my sacrifice and offering that I prescribed for my dwelling? Why do you honor your sons more than me by fattening yourselves on the choice parts of every offering made by my people, Israel? Therefore, the Lord, the God of Israel, declares, I promised that members of your family would minister before me forever. But now the Lord declares, Far be it from me. Those who honor me, I will honor. But those who despise me, I will will be disdained. A time is coming when I will cut short your strength and the strength of your priestly house, so that no one in it will reach old age. And you will see distress in my dwelling. Distress in my dwelling. Although good will be done to Israel, no one in your family line will ever reach old age. 
Every one of you that I do not cut off from serving at my altar, I will spare only to destroy your sight and sap your strength, and all your descendants will die in the prime of their life. And what happens to your two sons? Hophni and Phinehas will be assigned to you. They will both die on the same day. I will raise up for myself a faithful priest who will do according to what is in my heart and mind. I will firmly establish his priestly house, and they will minister before my anointed one always. Then everyone left in your family will line will come and bow down before him for a piece of silver and a loaf of bread and plead, appoint me to some priestly office so I can have food to eat. Wow. So there you go. Eli. You know, it's just powerful. Back in those in those early days, God did not mess around, you guys. And the thing is, he knows. He knows all of our hearts. He knew Eli's heart. So, I mean, just think about that. He knows all of our hearts. So, you know, like I say often, search my heart, Lord. Make sure that I'm, you know, that I, my motives are pure that what I'm doing and what I aspire to do is is for your glory in all things. And um, it's so powerful to live that way because you guys at the other end of this <laughs> is heaven and it's what he wants. He wants us to enjoy this beautiful world that he created. He wants us to have a life of joy and abundance. And um, it's there for each and every one of us. It is there. So it's amazing as we go through the Old Testament to see people continually, they get it for a little bit, but then they get sucked into this world stuff. And then they get it for a little bit and they get sucked in again. So that is ultimately why Jesus had to come. (laughs) God's like, I'm done. Jesus, you go down there. All right, let's go to... Sarah Young, I am with you and for you. That's in bold. Your constant companion and provider. The question is whether you are with me and for me. Ooh, there we go. Same message. Though I never leave you, you can essentially leave me by ignoring me. You guys, did you see what just happened there? That is exactly what I just talked about, you know, from the from Samuel and now it, it it just boom it comes right in here too and here's how you can leave me by ignoring me thinking or acting as if I am not with you when you feel distance in our relationship you know where the problem lies my love for you is constant I am the same yesterday today and forever it is you who change like shifting sand Letting circumstances toss you this way and that. When you feel far from me, whisper my name. This simple act, done in childlike faith, opens your heart to my presence. Speak to me in love tones. Prepare to receive my love, which flows eternally from the cross. I am delighted when you open yourself to my loving presence. I am with you and will watch over you wherever you go, and I will bring you back to this land. I will not leave you until I have done what I have promised you. Boom. What then shall we say in response to this? If God is for us, who can be against us? The 
famous line, Romans 8.31. You guys, each and every one of us, if God is for you, who could be against you? Anything that you're feeling that's against you, it is not. You've got God, right? It's all in your head. You know, if you're interested, you're listening to this, we're starting a a mastermind next Tuesday at 8 a.m. Central, 9 Eastern. That's going to be so powerful at changing that mindset. So reach out to me if you're interested in that. Jesus Christ is the same yesterday, today, and forever. And whatever you do in word or deed, do all in the name of the Lord Jesus, giving thanks to God the Father through him. Powerful, beautiful stuff. You guys, I'm just inspired. I am so inspired um, for this day and what God has in store. And let's create. My friend Sybil was saying she's just so excited about creating and co-creating with others and collaborating with others. That's what we do at Life Transform. We get people out of isolation into community Because once you're in community, freedom is the next step. So look at the people you surround yourself with in your life, the people you spend your most time with. And if and if you don't like, if you you know hold those hold that picture up in the mirror, and if you don't like what you see, you need to change those people. You need to change your environment. And we offer the kind of environment that will let you prosper and grow. Okay, until next week. Love you guys, Robert Bolden. Life transformed. The Intentional Gatherer. See you next week.